Hey, what's going on, people? This is Jake. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. I don't know what time you're listening. You know, I was looking over some of the statistics last night of the show, and I realized that there's a 10% of the listeners are coming in from the UK, which I don't know who in the UK is listening. I don't know how they heard about this show. But I'll tell you what, if you're in the UK and you're listening to the show, drop me a line, drop me an email, jake at radiounderland.com. I'm just curious who's out there listening. Uh, good day in the news. Good day in the news. Yeezy. Yee. Kanye. Yee. I guess we have to call him Yee. That's what he identifies as now, right? Yee. Yee's in the news saying that he's not going to play at Coachella unless Billie Eilish apologizes. It seems like yesterday, you know, Adele needed to apologize. Today, it's Billie Eilish. Um, did you guys hear what Billie Eilish said? The horrific comment that she said that made uh, Yee just come to Travis Scott's defense and uh, ye play the blackmail card that I'm not going to play Coachella unless she unless she apologizes. You know, those are pretty strong words. She must have said something really incredible, right? Well, hang on. Let me play this. Okay. Relax, relax. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're taking care of our people. Hold on. to be okay until I keep going. Okay, there's the slam right there. We're taking care of our people. I wait for people to be okay until I keep going. So, did she actually mention Travis Scott's name? No, no. This is kind of like a little backhanded thing. She says, we are taking care of our people. I wait. So, when she says, I wait for people to be okay, she is stating in that english right that somebody doesn't wait for people to be okay um so of course that's a jab at travis scott now her response is i didn't even mention travis scott's name which she didn't which she didn't but it's the it's the okay should she have to apologize first off no is ye going way out of bounds by saying he's not going to play coachella unless she does uh apologize yeah of course he's ridiculous he's insane that's what that's that's how he is but you know, she's denying the fact that she mentioned Travis Scott's name, which she didn't. But it's just like that that girlfriend of yours, you know, where she she brings up these sly backhanded comments. And, uh, well, I wait for my people to be okay until I keep going. Well, that's a jab at Travis Scott. Uh, that's just a female being a female, man. Should she have said it? I don't care. I, I, should, should, should ye cancel Coachella over this? Uh, uh, no. But we're dealing with, you know. With stars, with attitudes, he's trying to throw his weight around again in another way. That is what it is. But that's what she said. I don't know. You go figure. Should she apologize? I don't think so. What do you think? Do you think she should be apologizing? I mean, it was definitely, I mean, I'd have to say it's definitely a jab at Travis Scott, but she did it in the right way. She didn't mention his name. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. But on to some fun stuff. Uh, who's Carrie Ann Lake? Have you ever heard of Carrie Ann Lake? Well, Carrie Ann Lake is an American politician and former television news journalist. After working at a Phoenix television station for 22 years, she stepped down from her anchor role in March of 2021. And Lake is a Republican candidate in the 2022 Arizona gubernatorial election. Uh, Carrie had an interesting interview with uh, some libertarian Australian reporter, 
And it went sideways in a hurry. Here, I'm going to play a clip of this. Well, do you I, think they should be pardoned? Do you think they should be pardoned? I, I have no say in that. I'm running for governor. This isn't something a governor does. You're trying to twist well, this interview and trying to make me look bad. He's the Republican leader. What I don't like is that people are being held in prison without being charged. That's un-American. Maybe they get away with that stuff in Australia. Australia. Perhaps in Australia, because you've given your rights away, you melted down all of your guns, and you yep. guys have no freedom, that you find that okay. But here in America, we do things differently. We have something called the U.S. Constitution, and we have rights. And we don't take kindly, uh, that, we don't take kindly on Americans being locked up for months on end without being charged. So charge them or get off the pot. So we'd be better off having more guns here. I mean, what? You'd yeah, be you would. Off. You absolutely would, sir. You absolutely would. I feel so sorry for the people in Australia. Have no power. The only thing keeping us from being Australia right now or Canada is our Second Amendment. And we will never, ever let that go. Well, I don't know Mark about that. Mark my words. What we saw happening in Australia, where you have internment camps and people are being forced, if they've encountered anybody with COVID, to be locked into a quarantine camp, is the most horrifying thing I think I've ever seen a government do. It's frightening. And if, you, it? if you can't see that, I feel sorry for you. Boom. Boom. She was going hard, going to the paint with them. Uh, so she's talking about people in America that are uh, you know, brought in. Uh, they're not charged and they're just held for uh, you know extraordinary periods of time, which is not constitutional. That's not right. One thing I don't know if I agree with. Now, yes, we do have the Second Amendment, uh, amendment to protect our gun rights. But is it in jeopardy? I mean, I see that the way things are going. It's, it's, you know, I, I hope that she's right, that they're not going to infringe on that second amendment, but they're pretty doing a pretty damn good job on infringing in already. So I hope we can maintain that and not turn into an Australia, but you know, that's, that's, a, that's still to be seen the, the, you know, there is becoming this mass exodus. I saw this meme the other day and it was, it was, it was, it was people on the left and people on the right. And then a moderate right in the middle. And there was a line, right? And, and in the meme, the people on the left push the moderate into the right, right? And the people on the right catch the moderate. And then the left, the liberals start yelling at that person saying, why are you with the evil people after they're the ones that push them over? Now, I know that's hard to explain. I should put the picture up, but you guys can't see it anyways. But there is becoming a mass exodus from the, the extremist left philosophy and it and what's crazy is in america the people that were in the segment in the middle of the country the moderates now they're being labeled as the right you know it's this it's this ultra shift like the left has gone so far to the left that the people that once stood in the middle as moderates that weren't left or right they're just moderates now they're being classified as as going to the right. Meanwhile, as you note, Todd, Biden isn't the only one feeling the heat. Look at this. More Democratic lawmakers headed for the door. At least 21 Democrats are not seeking re-election. One of them, Representative Jim Cooper, saying this, quote, as usual, Democrats are not alert to future dangers. The biggest danger we face in an off-year election after we won the White House is the 100-year trend towards the other party. The Democratic Party in Tennessee is basically facing extinction. Now, the president hosts Senate Judiciary Democrats today, hoping that he can maybe turn the tide and gain some steam over a SCOTUS nomination. Todd and Carly? That seems to be what they're hanging their hat on, that SCOTUS nomination. Hanging the hat. Griff, thank you. 
So that was Fox News reporting on 22 Democrats not seeking re-election in the midterms, which are coming up. Uh, is there going to be a big shift? I don't know. Uh, like, I, we, we, we can only hope. So. I don't. I think they're setting it up for a big shift. I think the left, the Democrats have gone so far, or they, they're backing these extremist groups that have gone so far uh, that a lot of people are getting fed up. Um, actually, I think it's a, a perfect time for a third party for some libertarian candidates to get in there because I think people are really fed up with the right and the left. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. This country could use, really use some type of a change. Uh, we, should, we could really use some normal, normalcy back in our politics. Well, it's because they are. CIA is at it again. All right, CIA is collecting bulk data on Americans, and this was uh, released yesterday. And there's two senators that are hot on the trail, and that is Senator Ron Wyden out of Oregon and Martin Henrick out of New Mexico. Uh, two U.S. senators have asked the Central Intelligence Agency to release details of a secret bulk data collection pro- bulk data collection program that has apparently ensnared Americans. Uh, The senators uh, are asking them to declassify a review of a CIA program known as Deep Dive 2, the details of which were redacted from their letter. The letter was written in April of 2021, but was classified until yesterday. This secret CIA program is operated under the authority of the Executive Order 12333, which former President Ronald Reagan issued in 1981. It has been used to justify bulk data collection of people in the United States, including phone calls, SMS messages, and until recently, email metadata. So I think a word of caution is in order uh, before you send out that dick pic. Uh, Remember, you're sending it to Uncle Sam, too. I mean, all the conspiracy theorists have been saying this forever, like the CIA's uh, eavesdropping on everything. Well, this confirms it. SMS text messages, emails, and phone calls. Uncle Sam is listening. What kind of country do we live in? Where is this okay? And apparently the big deal about this is this was totally established without any congressional oversight. Uh, CIA was just running rogue. And these two senators that are hot on the trail, they are really making uproar about this. You're going to hear more about this in the news. Uh, But somebody is watching you. They're watching every step you take. In the words of Sting, every move you make, they'll be watching you. So that's a different song. Maybe I should play that one too. And still in the news is uh, our neighbors to the north. Uh, the Ontario Premier declares state of emergency, threatens fines, prison time for blocking highways and bridges. The Freedom Convoy is having an effect up there. Um, I think we covered this yesterday how they canceled the, well, Go, GoFundMe canceled the funds and then give, go give or something else. The uh, Ford, who is the Premier of Ontario, he stepped in and got a court ruling to redirect the $7 million that was raised on that other funding platform. Now he's up the ante. He's saying that these truckers are going to face up to a $78,000 fine and a year in prison. Uh, this comes as other information is circulating here locally stateside that in the works, there possibly could be a freedom convoy that's going to surround SoFi Stadium and disrupt the Super Bowl which should be interesting. 
I saw this other Super Bowl story that was saying that parking at some of the private lots has been up uh, with fees and everything adjusted to buy it ahead of time as much as $6,000. And they're relying on a lot of public transportation from other locations to get people to the Super Bowl game, which could become a complete clusterfuck if the Freedom Convoy and our proud American truckers here stateside decide to surround the stadium and cause a little uh, freedom mayhem. Now, I think here in, in California, in the United States, they're going to handle things a little bit different. It could get ugly. Um, if, if they do this, if these rumors are true and the Freedom Convoy and American truckers attempt to surround the Super Bowl, uh, I think they're going to react a little bit differently than they did in Ottawa. I think they're going to treat this as they're going to treat these guys like a terrorist attack. Uh, they're going to go. They're going to go completely uh bonkers if these truckers start rolling in so we'll see what's happened it's just rumor it could happen if it does i'll be watching that's for sure but it's it's in the news it's in the news i'm i'm i'm, I'm waiting with bated breath secretly i kind of hope it does happen i'd like to i'd love to see this shit show if the truckers the freedom convoy heads to sofi stadium uh, there's multiple uh, talks about it. Homeland Security is saying that there's chatter that this might happen at many major cities in the United States. So be on the lookout. Uh, the idea that parents matter isn't a new one, but it's one that the Democrats forgot about. We're listening to Virginians. It's one of the things I'm doing today is listening to families, listening to parents. And I just I encourage Democrats to listen to the folks that elect us. Because what we're hearing over and over again is, is that they need politicians who are going to go to work for them. And what we're seeing over and over again right now is that the school boards aren't working for parents and kids. School boards are working for the education unions. And here we have school boards that are actually making it hard for kids to come to school. They won't let them come to school. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what parents across America and parents across Virginia are standing up and saying, no more, we're going to elect different folks. And he is absolutely right. That is Republican governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. And he's speaking out. You know, there's been a this shift that's happening. These parents are outraged. Kids are outraged. Uh, midterm elections are coming up. School board, I think he's nailing it when he's saying the school board officials are representing the teachers union and not the parents and the students that they're supposed to be, that they're elected to represent. And this is one place in our in our democracy where we need to stand up we need to come together that if these school board officials aren't going to do the job of representing students and representing parents and representing what we want we need to elect people that will represent what we want and on the flip side of that if you're a parent that's pissed off about this and you're a you're a moderate you're a conservative you've got a level head and you don't believe in all this nonsense get out there and run for office i've talked about that before the personality that the personality types that run for these offices are people that like to have control and by default conservatives and moderates don't want to get involved and they don't want to they're not out there to control other people but we need to stand up we need to rally we need to get on these school boards and put it into this nonsense because I, I this is going to be a big point of contention when these school board people are going for re-election uh when the democrats are going for re-election this whole mass mandate how they've handled it it's going to come back to haunt them in big ways and I hope it does. I hope we see a, a dramatic shift in our politicians uh, that go back to representing the people and the wants of the people. I saw this video yesterday of these uh, first and second graders in Las Vegas. And in Las Vegas, 
Nevada, the state as a whole today is the, the, the governor stated last night or yesterday that the mass mandate for, for kindergarten through 12th grade ends today. And these little first graders and second graders, you should have seen them cheering. They were cheering outrageously. They don't want to be masked. And that's contrary to anybody that tells you anything different. These kids do not want to wear a mask. And they were cheering and, and applauding the fact that they don't have to wear a mask anymore. And I think a lot of kids want that. I think a lot of parents want that. I think we're over this. And it's going to bring a big shift, especially when these next you know midterm elections start heading up. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? Mm. 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. These events especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. Mm. Popular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, sexy fishes who all just want to have fun. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Masculinity, a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat, and eating animals is its protection racket. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. To say you care about animals is considered a sign of weakness in a world still committed to the gender binary. Meat eaters like anti-abortionists have forgotten that one quality of non-existence is not having awareness about existence. When all else fails, meat eaters assert that animals are not our equals. I heard all your laughter. I know some of these must be new ideas or you think they're fringe or whatever. Our whiteness is part of the problem of meat eating. <laughs> oh we've gone off the rails we have gone off the rails yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I i heard joe rogan talk somebody was on joe rogan i forget who it was i think it was jordan peterson that was on there that he was talking about this clip about it just being this most outrageous thing and i finally found it there you are meat eaters or white supremacist uh sexy cows it's misogynistic all these sexy animals that are out there to depict eating meat. Um, who's the sexy animals? Am I missing out on this? Uh, uh, Miss Piggy? Is Miss Piggy the sexy animal? Is there more than that? Are there sexy cows? I don't recall seeing a sexy cow that was used to advertise for meat eating, but I, I could be wrong. Um, that was just for, you know, entertainment. But the, fa the, the sad thing is it's not entertainment. These are real people that really think this way. And um, it's kind of pathetic. It's, 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 it's not kind of pathetic. It is very pathetic that these are the people that are out there. I guarantee you this person right here, she's 100%. She'll run for school board. So we got to do something about it. We got to, we got to cock block these people before they get in control and really start pushing this. We missed out in New York. Now we got, you know, all the students in New York are on the vegan diet because we didn't stop that asshole. You know, we got to We got to get off our butts. We got to move. We got to be active. We got to get out there on the front lines and do something. It is the law by Governor Prixco to let me out of this room. You can't lock me in a room. You can't lock me in. Here. Please let me out. What you're listening to there is a student in Illinois 
Now, remember, Illinois has passed the law where masking is optional. It's optional, but teachers are having a very hard time with it. Principals are having a very hard time with it. So what it was, it was a middle school student who was locked in a room for not wearing his mask and with a teacher with his foot in front of the door, not letting him out. This is pathetic. This is pathetic. I saw this other school in Illinois today where they would not let the students in the in the school. They had all the unmasked students outside with a teacher in the window holding up a, a sign that said your IQ is less than 85. Now, this is in Illinois where the law is now or the mandate, whatever you want to call it. The mandate is that masks are optional and teachers are freaking the hell out. I say we should get the cops in there and haul these teachers out for harassment and lock them up or press some type of charges because they're going against the mandate. It is ridiculous. I mean, who in their right mind locks a, one, a single child in a room and holds them in there because they're not wearing a mask when they know good and well that it is mask optional in the Illinois schools? And you could easily say, oh, Jake, that's just one kid. There's, there's probably some other thing. Well, uh, here you go. Here's another video of a kid locked in an office. Not wearing a mask. Lock him in an office. No restroom, no nothing. You know, he's jiggling the handle and he's totally locked in. This is at a completely different school. So, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. And it should be something needs to be done about this immediately. Somebody needs to step in there and protect the kids because... Obviously, these teachers, these principals, they are not protecting our kids at all. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Oh, easy, Uncle Joe. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. Oh. What's the game going on here? Do you support gay marriage? No. Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a, from a civil side what constitutes marriage. I can't believe... Oh, Uncle Joe. I mean, some of this stuff's going to come back and haunt you. You might end up getting canceled. I don't know. That was just for fun. That was, that was Mr. Joe Biden. Uh, his former words regarding gay marriage... Uh, it's not really a topic of conversation right now. I'm not really getting into it, uh, but I just thought, you know, like bringing up old clips of people to cancel them, you know, everybody else is doing it. Why can't I do it here? Why can't we cancel uncle Joe for the stuff that he said in the past? You know, it's funny because Trump got labeled as this, this, this massive anti LGBTQ president. And he really wasn't. I mean, you have to keep it in perspective that, you know, uh, you know, he tweeted, uh, the reversal in the policy allowing transgender people to serve openly in the military. You know, that was a very clear move that he did. Uh, you know, he, 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 he also spoke specifically about the transgender rights when the controversial bathroom bill went into effect in North Carolina during the campaign. Though not committing either way, Trump called it a very strong move to force people to use the sex indicated on their birth certificate to determine which bathroom they used while noting that the state was paying a big price for implementing it. You know, he, he kind of condemned it in a, in, a, in a roundabout way. And then you have to look at after the 49 people were killed at a gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida, on June 12, 2006, he said, thank you to the LGBT, LGBT community. I'll fight for you while Hillary brings in more people that will threaten your freedoms and beliefs. Now, of course, that was skewed because he was saying that it was a Muslim terrorist act at the, um, what, was the what was the name of that nightclub? Anyways. 
And so he was kind of using that to push his agenda about border protection. But also, you know, there was many times, even before his official run in 2000, when Trump publicly toyed with and later dismissed the idea of a presidential run in 2000, he was interviewed by The Advocate, an LGBT magazine. While he was not specifically asked about transgender Americans serving in the military, he said he would be supportive of gay people serving in the military. And I quote, if a gay person can be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or take another position of responsibility, why can't they serve this country in the military? So those were his views early on. While Biden was saying, nope, we're not going to recognize a gay marriage. Another thing Trump said was don't ask, don't tell has clearly failed. Gay people serve effectively in the military in a number of European countries. There is no reason why they can't serve in the United States. Uh, he also said when it comes, when it came to his administration, he said he would want the best and the brightest. He said sexual orientation would be meaningless. I'm looking for brains and experience of the person. If the best person for the job happens to be gay, I would certainly appoint them. Uh, that's what he said in this interview back in 2000. So, you know, it's funny. I think the reason why I'm just talking about this is how, how the politicians, they, they, they change and they waver. Um, you know, especially according to gay rights and gay marriage, Biden and Obama were both against it. And then, of course, they changed their tune eventually. Uh, and then I just don't understand how Trump was labeled as this LGBT um, enemy when he was the one that was bringing a lot of these policies that protected LGBTQ rights. It's just interesting. Anyways, that was just a side note. I was just happened to stumble across that Joe Biden uh, comment and I thought, wow. You know, yeah, maybe we should cancel the president. You know, it is what it is. This is Jake from Radio Underland. Follow this show if you like the daily takes on the news of what's going on. Follow it, share it, help us grow this uh, podcast a little bit or this daily. It's, I guess it's a daily news brief kind of a situation what I have going right now. I do want to expand this show. You know, a lot of you, if you're still listening, I'm just going to reflect back on what we used to do. The Radio Underland podcast, you know, we had this crazy podcast with all these guests, and all this stuff, and I would like to get back to it. Uh, it's been tough during COVID. It's been tough with the current situations, where I'm at, where the old hosts are at, and all that kind of stuff. I do want to revive something that leans in that direction. Uh, more specifically, I'm wanting to get some uh, five different co-hosts to chatter with me daily uh, about what's going on in the news and, and approach some different things you know, expand it back to what we're doing. These, these, these daily news briefs, it's kind of me just getting back in the swing of things, um, getting some podcast out there, spreading the word, but we want to get back into doing some shows. I don't know if it'll ever be what it once was as far as the outrageous games and all that other kind of stuff. We really needed a big studio to do that. And, um, it was fun. It was fun. And if some of you are wondering what I'm talking about, go back to past shows and you'll see the outrageousness of what we did. It was more morning show style. And maybe we'll get back to some aspect of that, but you know, we're rebuilding, getting back in here, talking to you guys, talking about what's going on daily in the news. I know it's mainly my take and I'd like some opposing views to talk with. That's for sure. Um, so I'll tell you what, Hey, if you're, if you're a listener and you want to come on with me and discuss the news, you've got an opposing view, just email me jake at radiounderland.com. And I, I think we can make that happen. Get you on here and let's talk about what's going on. Anyways, this is Jake from Radio Underland. Follow, like, subscribe, share, and I will talk to you guys later. Be safe, do good, be nice to people, don't be an asshole, and let's just uh, carry on and have a good weekend. Today's Friday, yeah, last show of the week. 
I got some uh, shows coming up tonight. It's going to be a busy weekend. Baby's almost here. We have an induction date on February 27th, so it's coming really, really fast. But you guys be good humans. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.